This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutia Men is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On back to you. We cover it all, beginning with snowstorms that have names. What's the deal with that, weatherman? We're going to find out. And we're going to find out who watched what and to what degree in 2020 on television. Some of the top-rated shows might surprise you. And what should you never ask anybody? Hey, how can we make these promos longer? All of that. (laughs) It's so much fun. Uh, Back to you. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Mission with Rick and Dave. Uh, that's ow, us. Ow. Oh. Yeah. Lower back shovel. issues. Uh, <laughs> can you hear that? <laughs> I am not going to make fun of you because uh, I've been out there uh, every day, too. It's just I woke up today and saw more snow on the ground. I was like, oh, I know. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I know. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, uh, if you're looking down my street, um, you'll see the effort level compared to my neighbors. <laughs> and it's just not there. There, <laughs> I am definitely mailing it in. Not that I I mean, I've been mailing it in for I mean, we lived in this house for 20 years, but I've been really mailing it in over these last 10 days that has snowed, what, seven out of the 10 days. I think I think I got like. 20 inches of snow yeah so do we. Up, I think. and you know the, the the advantage i have over you is i've got three sons yeah i know uh, and, and they uh, yeah, the t- and they they just get sent out there and you know you can you can bitch for like uh five seconds i don't care just get out there right and so because i'm out there so they got to come out there too um what of the three sons who's the best is it chip or ernie which which is the best <laughs> shoveler <laughs> Uh, what were the three? Yeah. What were the? Th- it was Chip, Ernie, and uh, Mike. Wasn't it Mike? Mike and no, Chip Mike and the- Ernie. I don't know. I don't know. We're we're Chip we're we're going way back. <laughs> this is a reference that even our listeners aren't going to get. Uh, so I, you know, on Monday, uh, throughout the week, the three days a week, I'm driving to Aurora now to you know dispense my knowledge on the youth of America, and uh, so I get into the car. On Monday morning, I don't know if you remember Monday morning. It's all a blur with all the snow, but it was it was the bad one, yeah. right? I mean, it was the Sunday night going throughout all the, you know throughout the night, and I get in. The first thing I hear when I turn the car on was WBBM News Radio that are saying, you know, there's a lot of accidents and it's really possible that you're going to get stranded if you're going long distances. And you know, Aurora is about 50 miles away, so I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I should take some sort of an emergency bag right yeah uh, so, so so we're gonna find so out I, right now before you go any further we're gonna find out what is most important to david stern and goes well, into his well, house old, and what is it that he brings out with him because these are the essentials what are they i, I just went upstairs got my prescription of ambien i didn't even get my blood pressure medicine i just got my prescription of ambien and went back in the car i mean as long as i have my ambien rick I'm going to be fine no Not matter what. Not that you have a problem. There's no problem. <laughs> well, I figure Ambien, if I'm in some flea bag motel, I'm just going to knock down a couple of Ambien's and I'll be fine, right? <laughs> okay. 
Jesus. Uh, All right. Well, we better get going because we've got a lot going on today. All right. I and mean, this is another big bag of fun. Oh, uh, so, fantastic. Would you like to hear so a what? jingle? Yes. Okay. This week's Minutia with Rick and Dave. What do you got? So when... Let's do a little... Uh, is it a mind game? What is it when association? If I say a word, you tell me what you think of. Okay. okay. Word association. Uh, yeah, right. Ukraine. Uh, cold. Okay. Uh, keep going. I'm, I'm digging more. Deep. What else? Uh, um, geez, I don't know. The uh, their their flag is blue and yellow. Uh, I okay, I, I can see that the word association <laughs> thing is not something you're going to thrive on. Uh, would you think geniuses? Like when you think Ukraine, are you thinking like the world's, I mean, like the, the intelligentsia? Are you thinking that? Are you, what are you trying to do to me here? Uh, I think uh, the Ukrainian people are a very, very uh, fine group of people. I've got no problem with Ukrainians. Okay, well, they're... They're also home to the smartest people on earth, and especially the smartest man. Oh, uh, okay. Malvi Voshikov, resident of Chernogolev, <laughs> was upset that the main road into his village was under 50.5 centimeters of snow. And for you Americans out there, that's uh, 19.88 feet of snow. That's okay. a lot. And the yeah, and the local authorities were not clearing it. I mean, he was he was pissed. Uh, Matt V was mad so he invented a murder so police would clear the roads <laughs> Yulia Kofton a spokesperson for the Chernigov police <laughs> said on Monday that Voshikov say this all three times real fast yeah. <laughs> you know what we should we should just do a po- call podcast Chuck. where we just, just call him Chuck yeah, uh, we should. Yeah, we should just do a podcast where we read from the Ukrainian phone book. Uh, but so the spokesperson reported that he or, or uh, the Malvi reported that he had killed his mother's partner by stabbing him. He said that the victim, okay, let's call him Steve, showed no signs of life, and he implored the police to bring a snowplow to retrieve the body and arrest him. Can you do a Ukrainian? Voice <laughs> no, I do not. Chance? That's not in my bag of tricks. So when the police arrived, and by the way, they took an all-terrain vehicle and not a snowplow, uh, Voshikov admitted that he just lied to get the road cleared, and he was fined 119 hernivias. Guess how much that is in American dollars? Uh, $100. $4.27. <laughs> but but is the is the road plowed yet? I, I don't know. I, I didn't do any follow-up, but I think... You've got to give Mald uh, Matvi considerable kudos for coming up with this plan. Oh, don't you I think, think it, I think it's brilliant. I'm not saying that this is a template for Chicago, but uh, but let's face it: the worst side street removal of snow in the world is oh, is in Chicago. It's the yeah. worst. I used to, when I used to come over to your house to pick you up when we were doing interviews and stuff like that. Um, they're impassable. The streets are impassable. Plus, we are the murder capital of the world. So when you call the police and say, hey, by the way, you know, some guy, they're going to know that it's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, the, the story that you just um, told, you've gotten soft. Have you I moved to the suburbs? You've gotten totally soft. You used to, you used to hightail it through these, the through the through these side streets during the snow. You're now, you're now one of those soft suburbanites. I am. 
I am. And let me just say this. It's idiotic the way that the, the, the side streets are plowed in Chicago. They, 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 they'll leave like two feet of snow there and just, hey, if you get stuck, you get stuck. Tough luck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and God forbid your, your car is parked on the, on the street when they plow because they don't give a shit. Yeah. They're just plowing you under. Uh, but we got dibs. We should do a whole show on dibs. No, let's not. Let's not. Um, I actually, I have a story about the Super Bowl, uh, which is something that, uh, you know, bored America collectively a few weekends ago. I, in fact, I got so bored during that last Super Bowl that uh, I said to Bridget, you want to go to Target? And we actually left in the middle of the Super Bowl and went to Target. And on the way there, I listened to the Super Bowl because, you know, I'm an American. I'm not a commie. Yeah, American. I got to right. listen to the Super Bowl. Um, and I, when I turned it on, it was right when that streaker was running onto the field. Now, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. see the TV portion of it, but I understand they didn't show anything on TV, really. Right? No, they just talked about it. But on radio, they made a huge deal of it. And and in vivid detail, I mean, the guy was the announcer was like, oh, good Lord, he's taking his pants off for the love of God. Put your pants back on. And it was kind of like that. He was describing it. Is he nude? Is that a sock? Is he wearing a black sock? What is that? It was kind of like that. It was that graphic. And when I got home, I'm like, I got to see this. I got to see this. Of course, it wasn't on TV. But the first thing I said to my wife when we were listening to this story was how much you want to bet he did that on a dare or for a bet and it turns out that's exactly what it was he had money on it his name is aj perez i know no aj perez is the guy uh, from the sports book his this guy's name is andrade he placed a fifty thousand dollar bet with bovada which is uh, an offshore sports book on a prop bet you want to explain what a prop bet is because you're the professional gambler um a prop bet is like something like odd or off the typical uh you know score or how many interceptions it'll be like what color gatorade is being poured on the coach at the end of the game right, right. or or how long yeah or, or how will somebody get on the field during the game yeah which mm-hmm. is what he bet on he bet on that somebody would get on the field and uh they had a thousand dollar betting limit on the prop bet um so he told all of his buddies to do it for a thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there, and the odds were plus seven fifty. So what does so that 75, mean? Seventy five to one. Basically, Seven, for a grand, you'd win seven. Uh, wait, no, that's seven point five to one. So for each grand, you'd make seventy five hundred bucks. Okay. So anyway, it, it, what it all added up to was three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars for the stunt. Ooh. Now, unfortunately, this is kind of like. Um, uh, you know, a pitcher, you know, betting on his team losing the game because he's the one in charge of pitching it, right? If you're the guy who runs out onto the field, you can't be betting that someone's going to run out onto the field. Do you yeah, wanna... I, um, I'm not going to take the casino's view on this. To be you, honest with you, really, I, I uh, yeah, no, I think <laughs> that. Well, it was it stipulated in the fine print of the no of the, of the, uh, no but i mean this you know, of course i should i'm talking to a chicago white Sox fan who supports the uh the chicago black Sox of 1919 that threw the world series so you know what forget right, it. i don't even want to talk about this subject anymore uh, we've got the uh 
Leguig, the actually, the, was it the Leguiz? <laughs> yeah, right. The father, the father and the son that kicked, kicked uh, Coach Gambino's ass of the of the the Royals, who deserved it, by the way. <laughs> so this is really just another Chicago Black Sox scandal, is what this is. All right. So the long and short of it, they're not paying him, right? They're not paying him, uh, and he was yeah. fined five hundred dollars for running onto the field, um, and and it just shows you kids that crime does not pay. That's my bottom unless you're line. in your unless you're in the Ukraine, and it's like four bucks, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so Dave, we have uh, our studio wall segment coming up, but uh, before we get there, I want to talk to you about one of the other shows on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, uh, an Opie show mm-hmm. called The Car Guys Report. You know that show, right? Oh my God, yeah, our old buddy Mark Vernon. Mark and Vernon, right? Um, I believe it's called Informed Automotive. Uh, these guys this week did a show. I think it's still out. In fact, I know it's the current episode. If you want to go check mm-hmm. it out. In fact, I even I even got a clip here that I want to play for you, and and see if you can uh, guess why I'm playing this clip after I play it. Okay, this is from sure. the Car Guys Report. The new Subarus, you need to shut off controls for pre-collision braking auto vehicle hold and automatic wipers individually before you enter the car wash. Now, how many people do you think are familiar with paging through your menu on your center console to find all those things? Because usually stuff like that is just buried in there, especially when you want to turn off an ADAS system because they don't make it easy for you to do that. You could be there for 10 minutes trying to figure out what to yeah. do. Yeah, the answer is no one. Yeah, that's just that's insane. Dave, we are within like two or three <laughs> oh my years. God. Yeah, we are screwed. There, uh, I didn't understand six words that Vernon was just saying there, and right? and he can't understand it. If Mark <laughs> Vernon, the the geekiest car guy ever that ever lived, can't figure out how to do this stuff, we're screwed. Well, you know what happened? You know how you get a a hat? I've I've got one of those Fargo hats. Uh, you know those yeah mm-hmm. for the winter the winter hats and it has that little strap on the bottom where that has that little plastic thing where right. you can tighten uh-huh. you know that thing <laughs> i can't figure that fucking thing out i'm not kidding it's like i go, I go to the left and it, and it makes it looser and i start doing it to the right and it doesn't work so i just i'm not wearing the hat because i can't even figure that out the little strappy thing i i, I have this cardigan sweater and I unzipped it yesterday, and the zipper got a little caught. And I I spent yeah. like twenty minutes trying to get this zipper thing. And I walked over to Bridget, hey, uh, you can help me with this zipper. She's like, how old are you? <laughs> well, can you tie a tie? Uh, I, I can tie a tie after I watch a YouTube video. Then I can tie a tie. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, another segment before we uh, take this tangent into the gutter. Here we go. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we go into the Rick and Dave archives uh, back when we were functional members of society and find uh, uh, some of our old uh, material that we can share with you because we've been doing this together for close to 40 years Mm. and lots of different things have come up over the years and one of the things that i used to do i was a writer for shore magazine and they would send us on these things that they'd call middle-aged road trips do you remember these 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you know, you and and Dane Placco, our other buddy, the three of us would go on these middle aged road trips, and we went to Memphis once, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Milwaukee. we went to Milwaukee, and you know, sometimes we brought other friends along, but uh, you know, it was just kind of like a. a it was funny for the for the magazine to present these old guys trying to relive their youth basically is what it was Mm -hmm. and one at a time we went actually twice we went to arizona and in this uh this week's uh studio walls i'm going to take you back to our first trip to arizona which was this week about uh, 10 years ago and we went to uh Scottsdale, Arizona. And, and, you know, I do these, I did these stories in like bullet points uh, because that was a fun little way to, to do the column. And so I'm going to give you a couple of the bullet points. All right, Dave, from this article, mm-hmm. see if you mm-hmm. even remember this. Uh, at the rental car counter, Dane was filling out the paperwork when the clerk said, do you want to add another driver? The only requirement is that they're 25 or older. When stone-faced Dave replied, I'm 23, a clerk <laughs> on the other side of the counter laughed so hard he had to hold his stomach. <laughs> I do remember that. I do remember that. We had tickets for the Angels-White Sox game that afternoon, but Dave insisted we buy some sunscreen before the game. He bought three 20-ounce bottles of 30 SPF. Three bottles, three guys spending three days in Arizona. (laughs) It was like 82 bucks, too. I remember going, that is fucking expensive. The first night after a long flight and sitting in the hot sun all day, we went out partying. I kid you not, at 8.05 p.m., we looked at each other and said, let's get some sleep. 8.05 p.m. (laughs) Yeah, but it was 10.05 Chicago time. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, We went out for drinks that night, at the, uh, the next night. At the first bar, we met a very loud woman who had moved out from Arizona, from Munster, Indiana. Within two minutes of meeting us, she actually said this. If someone gave me the choice of moving back to the Chicago area or blowing my brains out with a gun, I'd say hand over the six-shooter, pal. (laughs) I don't don't remember meeting her. Uh, The next morning at breakfast, I mentioned that I wasn't a fan of the full-length mirrors they had in the hotel bathrooms. Not a pretty sight when you step out of the shower in the morning. Dave said, I know what you mean. If I ever get a radio show, my new DJ name will be Pasty McFatty. (laughs) (laughs) Pasty McFanny has live here Yeah Dane knew a reformed mobster who lived in the area So we had coffee with him He told us a mob term that none of us had ever heard before He referred to someone as shit in the pants I no longer wonder what my mob nickname would have been Uh, There's there's a ton of these I'm just going to give you a couple more Um, Let's see here Uh the night we went out to the the night we went out for drinks on the ASU campus, we stopped a college student on the street and asked for advice about where to go. He said, "I usually tell my dad to go to that bar over there." So, that, I mean, that's kind of a give you an idea of what it was like. Just me and Dane Placco and Pasty McFaddy on a trip uh, out to Arizona. Uh, I don't know if it was this trip to Arizona or one of the other trips, but Dane was driving, and Dane's phone would ring. All the time, do you? Do you <laughs> yes. I mean, and, and, and with people with tips, you yeah. know, like uh, yeah. you know, he's he's a big time yeah. reporter, right? Yeah. So he would, and he would he would pick up the phone all the time. And I remember once, 
you know, he's not really paying attention. I know it was on speakerphone. He's like, okay. and uh, there's a stabbing on 35th and blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, a stabbing. And he pretended to like write it uh-huh. in, <laughs> on the air. And he just gave us this uh-huh. look like, dead body, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's, just, and he's yeah. making funny faces at the guy <laughs> in the phone, you know. And uh, I mean, there would be some, it'd be, his phone would ring like every, I don't know, 40 minutes with another tip of somebody dying in Chicago. The, the the postscript of this story is after we got back to Chicago, um, we found out that the, before we left for this trip, Dane was uh, that Dane's wife had asked for a divorce and right. we had been together for three days all the time, hanging out every second of every day, having fun. He never mentioned it once. <laughs> it never came never up. Never mentioned it. Right. Even elf, even after alcohol may have loosened his inhibitions a little bit. Right. Not at all. Dave right. and I, right. we share everything. You know, there's nothing about our lives that you don't know or that anybody who's talking to us, especially, you know, in a lubricated area like that. Uh, and Dane, Mr. Hold it close to the vest, never mentioned it at all. Right. I'm sure that that's going to serve him well when he's about 72 and everything just blows over and he's just a blubbering little crying yeah. little man. Don't you think? We mean that in the nicest possible way, Dane. Yes. All right. If you tune in right now to the Minutia Man Celebrity interview, uh, this is what you will hear. On this week's Minutia Man Celebrity interview, Rick talks to perhaps one of the most prolific songwriters of the 80s, penning these hits like She's a Beauty, Don't Touch Me There, and Talk to You Later. Rick talks to Fee Wable. Listen to Minutia Man celebrity interview on spotify opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits this is stick to everything i'm larry and i'm paul we continue on in this very very cold winter as we explore a number of random topics during this pandemic i hit on the peloton and also the antisocial people that are at the gym near that peloton i talk about going through my memory box and one really important question as we look ahead to maybe someday the end of the pandemic that's on stick to everything hope you tune in listen to stick to everything podcast with larry hawley and paul and banks on spotify opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Dave, do you have any more minutia for us? Yeah, I got one. Do you, do you remember when you and I opened that lactation consultancy business back in the <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. mid-90s? Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, it totally didn't work. No. I, 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 st- I have no idea. Why couldn't we get any clients whatsoever? As it's being like they didn't trust us. They thought we were in it for the wrong reasons. Well, you call, you kept calling it Tata Juice, uh, and I don't think that that was a particularly good uh, uh, verbiage. This is sweat. This is strictly medical, ma'am. This is strictly medical. Right. I got a six pack and a digital camera right here. It's all it's, it's, it's purely protocol. Uh, but it appears that COVID is ruining yet something else. I mean, it's ruined everything. It's ruined what schools and movies and you know everything. Um, and it appears that it's ruining breast milk as well. 24-year-old Mexican resident Ivan Gonzagas um, uh, shared a picture on Instagram how COVID-19 has turned her breast milk neon green. And I sent you the picture. Did you see? I did. did. you see the picture? Yeah. Um, and you could tell. I mean, it's it, she, she got COVID. Her breast milk before COVID was white, and then it turned basically green. And then after she got rid of covid it no longer yeah was it's like a vanilla green. vanilla shake shamrock shake yeah. 
Right. But it reminded, and I may have told this story to you before, it reminded me that St. Patrick's Day when you gave me that pill. Do you remember this story? (laughs) Of course. Uh, Well, for those of you, well, as we do share everything, so pretty much everybody has heard this story, but I'll share it again. Uh, So Rick, my buddy Rick, on the day before St. Patrick's Day in what, 1980, I don't know. Seven, well, you were working at Stephen. Yeah, you were working at Stephen Gary's, yeah. and, and you came back, and um, you just gave me this pill at a bar. Yep. You're like, "Go ahead, take this." I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> you know. <laughs> that gives you an indication there what our sensibilities were. And then I didn't think anything of it. Nothing happened. And then the next day, we were back at a bar, and <laughs> my pee was bright, bright green. I mean, like, like antifreeze green, and. I come out of the bed and I'm thinking, oh my God, this can't be right. <laughs> exactly. you know, this can't You've be already good. dialed 9-1. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm walking back and you must have read my face and you just started cracking up and said, hey, how's your pee? And I'm like, how did you know? And it appeared, what was the pill? It was like a medical I have no idea. For- if I remembered, I, I would have gotten it more. You know, I, I just could, I couldn't remember what it was, but I thought that was the coolest thing ever. It probably damaged you forever somehow. But uh, and my apologies for that. <laughs> All right. It's time for uh, another portion of the show. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we reach our hand into the jar of celebrity names and then we have to tell the story of how we met that celebrity. And uh, this week I've just decided to tell you the story dave of uh rush limbaugh who passed away mm-hmm. yesterday at the age of 70 you probably have heard about this mm-hmm. and he's a clearly a polarizing figure in america um i did meet him once and i've got a couple of uh stories about him and one of which is apparently back in the 1970s when he was a disc jockey in Kansas City, I believe it was. I think it was Cape Girardeau, Missouri, wasn't it? Oh, okay. It? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he, was, uh, he was going by the name Jeff Christie on the air. And he was like just, you know, a top 40 disc jockey. And that's between you and me. That's how he always kind of looked at his, his life. He was like a wacky uh, shock jock, except he was doing conservative stuff. Basically, that's that's the way mm-hmm. he looked at it, especially in those early days. But he called up uh, John Landecker, my old boss, and asked him for advice. And 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 Landecker doesn't remember this call at all. Uh, but the way Rush described it to him, and this, and I, you know, heard this conversation where Rush was describing it. He said that Landecker was eating a salad, and he was calling. He was actually very nice to him. Now, now, flash forward a few years. Uh, Rush is inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. Right, he's one. I think he was one of the first ones inducted, like in the initial class. And his idol was Larry Lujak. Rush's idol was Larry Lujak, and Larry Lujak told me this story. Right, Rush called had, had his people call Larry and said would Larry mind being the guy who comes up and introduces me at the hall of fame induction ceremony? That would mean a lot to rush. 
so the so the induction speech basically right yeah the, the right the flowery yeah okay right and and uh larry uh, larry goes i don't know and and, and uh the, then the the handler says, "Well, there's just one small thing. You have to promise that you're not going to say anything mean about Rush." Oh. And Larry goes, "Yeah, not going to do it. Not going to do it." <laughs> and he yeah. would, and he wouldn't do it, and he didn't do it. Uh, but uh, you know, the time that I met Rush, he seemed like a very, uh, you know normal guy he was a radio guy you know we've, we've right. met a million of these radio guys he was just like one of those radio guys he was a gifted communicator oh he's great I, well i mean yeah like you said you may not depending upon you what your view is more than likely you're either gonna love him or you're not gonna like him but you can't discount how big of a talent he really was as a communicator and, right? I mean, and he, his his template for the way he became such a good communicator was larry lujak and john landecker and these guys at wls and this big rock and roll station here yeah. in chicago and that was his delivery and if you listen to any rush limbaugh and then you listen to a larry lujak you'll hear the same uh pacing the same cadence. uh cadence uh, the 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 crumpling of paper the 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 exact same way that Larry would do it it was just different material obviously right. <laughs> quite different material and me personally I think he broke America but <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, uh, well let me ask you you know the big uh, you know you wrote the novel Severance right and there's a character loosely based right. on Rush. Uh, are we ever seeing another Rush Limbaugh? I mean, is content so fractured now? I mean, for a good 20 of the 30 years that he was a huge star, he was the only game in town. But now there's, you know, all the blogs and all the segmented content out there. Are, is there going to be another partisan? Yeah, uh, there's there's lots of them, but none of them will be as good. Yeah. None of them are as good as him. I mean, he was just that good at communicating. And, you know, you listen to like your Ben Shapiro's and, you know, your, uh, and, you know, Levin and, and Michael Savage and these guys, they, they pale in comparison. They are cheap imitators of Rush. So for the conservative well, cause, this is a, a major, oh, major a blow. Oh, I've been reading, you know, different forms and comments and it's, I, I lost my big brother. I yeah. lost a family member. I mean, he was beloved in the conservative community. Right. And his, I think his biggest uh, uh, gift to America was he made it so that uh, civil discourse was no longer considered cool. And that's uh, where we are today. <laughs> and he has managed to convince quite a few people that that's the way to go. But uh, I, I will say I that I, when I met him in person, he was he a nice, very nice, a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you've you're having a bad streak, Larry King. A couple of weeks ago, you yeah. met him, and he's dead. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh just died. Yeah, maybe you're the Sports Illustrated cover yeah. of old radio people. Maybe, and pretty soon I won't be able to drive a car because yeah. I won't even be able to go to a car wash. And you know, your I lactation consulting career is kaput. <laughs> I can't open a zipper on my sweater, <laughs> but. Can you figure out the little strappy thing with the little plastic thing? No, you know of course not. You know, it's you know who you're talking to here? I, I'm like, I'm even worse than you. Yeah. It's like, come on. It's a, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I just don't even use that little plastic. And I just 
tie it. Yeah. Right. I, I, so. Well, if you uh, want to find out who we got coming up this week for the uh, Minutia Man Celebrity Interview, I can say that this this week's guest is is a first of all the guests we've had. We've had over 100 guests uh, as our celebrity interview. And this is the first one ever mm-hmm. that went to tell the audience that went to Hebrew school with Dave. Right. Uh, yes. Um well, we can even tell a little story about, uh, we've got a clip about us being in Hebrew school, right? You want to play it right now? Okay, here it is. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. How cool was I in at Hebrew school? Do you even remember me? Well, since it will obviously make me exponentially uncooler to not remember <laughs> the cool guy, um, I will say absolutely. I, I remember you so terribly fondly. <laughs> and remember my hair, too. I had an awesome mullet there. Do you remember that? I think we probably probably all had awesome mullets around because I, I mean that 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 was the late 70s and early 80s right so yeah yep. it was the law and if i knew what was going to happen with my hairline i probably wouldn't have had the mullet years if you know what i'm saying oh you and me both <laughs> now you've been a working actor since you were five years old yeah no, let me let me tell you now when when somebody says oh you've been acting for 50 years the first thought is oh this guy must be you know 60 or 70 or 80 years old well i started when i was five years old at that age dave and i were eating paste (laughs) (laughs) if you'd like to hear the entire interview go to minutiaman celebrity interview uh tell a friend to listen to us on spotify you go to opishows.com wherever you find podcasts search for radio misfits rate us give us a give us a rating let people Mm -hmm. know what you think of us if you're nice if you're not nice don't rate us. Uh, we were, by the we, we were yeah. by the way, um, we were top hundred in Costa Rica again. By the way, not that I care about that, yeah. and not that I check it, you know, six seven times a day, but we cracked the Costa Rican charts again. Oh, wait, wait till they hear our whole zipper hunk. They're going to love us. Uh, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Man. This Opi podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authority for the latest on COVID-19. The preceding was a presentation of OPI Productions on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we give some love to cars that should have been loved the first time around. Plus, a car wash might be trouble. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Lou Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, Adam, something special is back. Yeah, the Champions League, that great music. Liverpool are back. Barcelona, not so much. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. And Friends is the only podcast where you can hear about Florida men carjacking Amazon delivery vans and magnets. 
How do they work? And the multiple improper uses of glue. Listen to Ant Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.